Hello, and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Chris, and tonight I will be your guide on a captivating voyage that begins in the celestial realm of Asgard, the dwelling place of the Norse gods. Alongside us on this adventure is none other than the cunning trickster Loki and the mighty Thor. Follow our two heroes as they navigate a tale of deception and audacity on a quest to reclaim Thor's missing hammer. Before we begin our tale, let's take time to relax and let go of the stresses of the day. Close your eyes and allow the worries of the world to fade away. Feel the surface beneath you, letting it support your body fully. At this moment, all tasks and to-dos are placed on pause. By embracing the serenity of my voice, you're already embarking on a journey of relaxation. There's a harmonious rhythm between your heart and the universe, and all you need to do is trust and let go. Let's transport ourselves to another place, another realm of serene beauty. You are not in your room or on your bed. You find yourself at the edge of a calm and tranquil lagoon. This serene oasis is surrounded by tall, protective mountains, their peaks kissing the heavens. The water's surface is as clear as crystal, mirroring the cerulean sky above. Around the lagoon, the sand is soft and cool, inviting you to lay down and let the earth cradle you. The gentle caress of a mild breeze carries with it the scent of the salt water, mingled with the sweet aroma of exotic flowers, hidden within the nearby tropical forest. Listen closely and you can hear the distant song of birds, their melodies interwoven with the soft whispers of the trees. Nature is singing a lullaby just for you. As you lie down, you notice the gentle waves of the lagoon, their rhythm perfectly synchronized with your breath. Inhale, the waves approach, cool and refreshing. Exhale, they retreat, taking away any stress or tension. Each cycle of breath connects you deeper with this place of pure tranquility. Above you, the sun is a gentle orb of warmth, not scorching, 
but tender and nurturing. It casts a golden hue over everything, wrapping you in its gentle embrace, starting from the crown of your head. This warmth trickles down, relaxing each part of you, forehead, eyes, cheeks, and jaw, all soften under its touch. It continues its journey, relaxing your neck, shoulders, and down to the tips of your fingers. Your chest rises and falls peacefully, your heartbeat echoing the rhythm of the universe. This sunlight, pure and healing, now illuminates your torso, wrapping around you like a protective cloak. It travels further down, touching your hips, thighs, calves, and finally your feet, grounding you to this sacred space. Know that this lagoon, with its peaceful aura, is a sanctuary you can always return to. Whenever you need solace or a moment of peace, it awaits you with open arms. Having connected with this serene place and feeling completely relaxed and at one with nature, let us delve into our tale. In a realm that floats high above our world, suspended amidst the cosmos, lies Asgard. It is not just any place, but a celestial kingdom with golden palaces and shimmering bridges, home to gods and goddesses whose tales are as timeless as the stars themselves. There, amidst the echoing laughter and lyrical harmonies, the gods danced with destiny, weaving the fabric of the worlds below. Prominent among them was Thor, a god with fiery red hair and a heart as vast as the oceans. With every thunderclap, mortals below whispered his name in awe, for Thor had a weapon, Mjolnir, a hammer so mighty that mountains trembled and giants cowered at its very mention. It wasn't just a tool of power, but a symbol of Asgard's might and protection. Then there was Loki, the god of mischief. With a twinkle in his eye, and a smirk forever on his lips. He was the master of tricks and tales. Though his pranks often landed him in hot water, his cunning and wit were unparalleled. His relationship with Thor was complicated, a blend of brotherhood and rivalry, bound by moments of shared laughter and strife, 
and, of course, the radiant Freya. As the goddess of love and beauty, her presence was like the first bloom of spring after a long winter. Her golden hair rivaled the sun's brilliance, and her laughter was a melody that even the birds tried to mimic. She wore the bracing armor, a necklace that shimmered with the essence of the universe, a testament to her allure. Together, these three would soon find themselves entangled in a tale of deception, humor, and unexpected twists. A story that would be recounted for ages as the stars above bore witness. One fateful morning, as dawn's rosy fingers caressed the horizon of Asgard, Thor awoke with a yawn, stretching his muscular arms. However, as he reached out beside him to grasp Mjolnir, his trusty hammer, his fingers found only emptiness. His eyes, once drowsy, widened in shock. The place where the mighty Mjolnir usually rested was barren. Panicking, he jumped up, turning his chamber upside down. He looked under his grand bed with its lavish furs, rifled through ornate chests, and even inspected behind heavy drapes. But the hammer was nowhere to be seen. His heart raced as he thought of the realm's vulnerability without Mjolnir. The idea that someone could have breached his chambers to steal it was unfathomable. In his distress, he thought of one being whose craftiness might match such a feat. Loki. With suspicion gnawing at him, Thor stormed through the golden halls of Asgard, his voice booming like distant thunder. Loki. Loki, ever the picture of innocent mischief, emerged from behind a column, an amused smirk on his face. Losing things now, are we? He quipped, watching Thor with sly, calculating eyes. Thor, already agitated, growled in response. You wouldn't happen to know where Mjolnir is, would you? He tried to read the trickster god's expression, searching for any telltale sign of deceit. Loki, leaning against his staff, feigned surprise. Why would I want such a brutish tool? My tricks are of the mind, not of might. He paused, looking Thor up and down. But for the right price, perhaps I could help you find it. Thor, though skeptical, knew that when it came to cunning 
and information, Loki was unparalleled. He needed his help, but at what cost? With a reluctant nod, Thor agreed. Help me find Mjolnir and name your price. The trickster god's eyes gleamed with mischief and opportunity. Very well, Loki purred, a sly smile stretching across his face. Let the hunt begin. Loki, sensing an opportunity not just for personal gain, but perhaps a touch of adventure, thought deeply. If there's one place where answers to such mysteries can be found, it's Jotunheim. He mused, referring to the land of the giants, often at odds with Asgard. With a wave of his hand and a muttered incantation, he donned Freya's feathered cloak, granting him the power of flight. With a swift leap, he was airborne, heading towards the icy realm of the giants. Jotunheim was a stark contrast to the golden splendor of Asgard. Here, the landscape was rugged, with towering mountains piercing the skies and vast icy plains stretching to the horizon. As Loki touched down, a cold wind tugged at his cloak, and the distant roars of giants echoed, warning of the dangers ahead. It didn't take long for Loki to find Thrym, the lord of Jotunheim, seated on a massive throne made of bones and ice. Thrym was a giant among giants, his presence dominating the great hall. His deep laughter echoed as Loki approached, the amusement clear in his eyes. Little god, he boomed, what brings you to my domain? Loki, never one to be easily intimidated, replied with his characteristic smirk. I'm in search of something taken from Asgard. Perhaps you've seen it. His eyes darted around the hall, half expecting to see Mjolnir displayed as a trophy. Thrym leaned forward, his grin widening. Oh, you mean this? With a dramatic flourish, he revealed Mjolnir, which was dwarfed by his gigantic hand. Loki's heart skipped a beat, and the situation was worse than he thought. But of course, Thrym continued, savoring each word. It won't be returned so easily. His eyes gleamed with mischief, 
rivaling even Loki is. I will give it back on one condition. The beautiful Freya must become my bride. Loki, for once, was taken aback. He realized this was no mere theft. It was a strategic move by Thrym to hold power over Asgard. Marrying Freya would not only be a personal victory for Thrym, but also a symbolic one, showing dominion over the gods themselves. The weight of the situation pressed on Loki's shoulders. Feigning casual indifference, Loki replied, It's an interesting proposal. I'll convey your heartfelt wish to the goddesses and the gods of Asgard. His mind raced, trying to formulate a plan. Thrym laughed heartily, the sound reverberating through the icy halls. Make sure you do, trickster. And remember, no Mjolnir until I see Freya walk through those doors. As Loki left Jotunheim, the cold wind seemed colder, and the journey ahead more daunting. He had delved into a game much bigger than his usual pranks, and the stakes were higher than ever before. The great hall of Asgard was filled with an uneasy murmur as the gods assembled. The shimmering golden walls, which usually echoed with joyous laughter, now pulsed with tension. At the heart of the assembly stood a visibly perturbed Thor. Loki, with his crafty demeanor, and the ever-radiant Freya, a look of stormy defiance on her face. Thor, his voice thick with urgency, recounted Loki's findings in Jotunheim. As he spoke of Thrym's demand, the gods exchanged anxious glances. Whispers spread like wildfire. Marry Freya to a giant. Outrageous. We cannot be without Mjolnir. What audacity. Freya, her eyes blazing with indignation, stepped forward. Do you think I am a mere trinket to be traded? She demanded, her voice resonating in the hall. I am Freya, the goddess of love and beauty not a bargaining chip for giants. Odin, the Allfather, nodded in agreement. We cannot simply hand over our beloved Freya, but we must also consider the gravity of the situation. Without Mjolnir, Asgard is vulnerable. Amidst the rising panic, and heated discussions. Loki, always one to seize the moment, cleared his throat 
all eyes turned to him, awaiting his characteristic blend of mischief and wisdom. While it is evident that we cannot trade Freya, he began, who is to say we can't play a little game of our own? Thor raised an eyebrow. What do you have in mind, brother? Loki's lips curled into a sly grin. A disguise, a deception. Thrym expects a bride, does he not? Well, he shall get one. The room fell silent. The gods trying to decipher his cryptic words. Seeing their confusion, Loki pointed to Thor, his smirk growing wider. Who better to play the blushing bride than our mighty Thor? Dress him in bridal finery, cover him with a veil, and let him go to Jotunheim. Once he has Mjolnir within his grasp, he can reveal his true self and bring down his wrath upon Thrym and his kin. The hall erupted in a mixture of shock, amusement, and disbelief. Thor's face turned a shade redder than his hair. Me, in a dress, he bellowed, the idea seeming both absurd and somewhat intriguing. Freya, her anger replaced with a hint of amusement, added, I have just the gown for you, and perhaps a touch of makeup to highlight those lovely eyes. Odin, stroking his beard thoughtfully, mused, It's a risky plan, but it might just work. Loki leaned back, pleased, his audacious idea planted a seed, and while the gods were still in turmoil, there was now a glimmer of hope, a chance to outwit their formidable foe. The chambers of Freya, usually a sanctuary of elegance and grace, were abuzz with a spectacle none thought they'd ever witness. There, in the center, stood Thor, the mightiest of the Aesir. There, in the center, stood Thor, the mightiest of the Aesir, looking like a fish out of water, surrounded by silks, jewels, and cosmetics. Freya, barely suppressing her giggles, held up a gown, shimmering with ethereal beauty. This, she said with a playful wink, will accentuate your broad shoulders, dear Thor. Loki, not one to miss out on such a grand spectacle, was thoroughly enjoying himself. I always thought you would look fetching in a dress, brother, he teased, holding up a mirror to show Thor his reflection. Thor, his face a shade of deep crimson, grumbled. I still think this is a terrible idea. But 
even as he protested, he couldn't help but marvel at the craftsmanship of the gown. The soft fabric felt strange against his rugged skin, and he fidgeted as Freya draped it over him. Next came the jewelry. A beautiful necklace, not unlike Freya's own bracing almond, was chosen. As it was clasped around his neck, Thor muttered, It's a bit tight, isn't it? Loki, barely holding back his laughter, quipped, Beauty often comes with a little discomfort. Freya, with a gleam in her eyes, approached with coal and rouge in hand. Now for the finishing touches. Gently, she started applying a hint of makeup to Thor's face. His eyes, usually fierce and determined, now had an added depth with the coal, making them look even more striking. Loki, seeing an opportunity to further tease his brother, said, Perhaps a touch of lipstick, something in a nice shade of rose. Thor shot him a warning glance, causing Loki to retreat with a chuckle. To top it off, a veil was placed over Thor's head, obscuring his face, but not his grumbling. I feel ridiculous, he mumbled, his voice muffled by the layers of fabric. You look divine, Freya reassured him, trying to keep a straight face. Thrym won't know what hit him. Loki, sidling up to Thor, whispered, Remember, you have to act the part too, so flutter those lovely lashes and do try to be demure. Thor, now fully dressed, took a tentative step, only to get tangled in the hem of his gown. As he tried to balance himself, the whole room held its breath, fearing he had topple over. But, with the grace unbeknownst to him, he regained his stance, causing a collective sigh of relief. Freya, stepping back to admire her handiwork, declared Thrym is in for the surprise of his life. She then handed Thor a bouquet of Asgard's finest flowers. For added effect, she winked. Loki, leaning against the doorway, said with genuine admiration, Brother, you make a stunning bride. Thrym won't stand a chance. Thor, adjusting his veil and taking a deep breath, replied, Let's just get this over with. As the two gods made their way out of the chambers, the scene they left behind was one for the ages, a blend of humor, camaraderie, and an impending sense of adventure. 
The path to Jotunheim was shrouded in mist and lined with jagged mountains. As Loki and Thor, the latter still grumbling beneath his veil, made their way, the icy wind tugged at Thor's gown, giving him more trouble than he had cared to admit. Loki, ever so amused, offered cheeky commentary. Careful with that hem, dear sister. Wouldn't want a tear before the big day. As they neared Thrym's palace, the two were met with gasps and whispers from the giants. They marveled at the beautiful bride, her form towering and robust, yet oddly captivating in the bridal attire. Many a giant nudged another, commenting on the sheer size and presence of Freya. Oh, little did they know. Thrym, in his grandeur, was beside himself with excitement. Welcome, dear Freya, he boomed, clearly expecting a delicate voice in return. Instead, a muffled, deep grunt emanated from beneath the veil, quickly covered by Loki's swift intervention. Ah, the beautiful Freya has taken a vow of silence till the wedding. Such devotion. The feast that followed was nothing short of opulent. Tables groaned under the weight of roasted beasts, barrels of mead, and mounds of sweets. Loki, sensing the need to keep up the ruse, whispered to Thor, Remember, a dainty appetite. But as the first dish was served, Thor's restraint vanished. He devoured an entire roast ox, ate salmon, all the desserts meant for the guests, and three barrels of mead. The giants stared in astonishment. Loki, always quick on his feet, chuckled. Ah, our dear Freya has been so anxious about the wedding she hasn't eaten for eight days. Thrym, enamored and slightly confused, accepted the explanation. His eyes, however, were drawn to Freya's hands, large and calloused. Loki, catching his gaze, interjected, Oh, the lovely hands of Freya, They've been working tirelessly, weaving magical garments in anticipation of this union. The evening progressed with dances, songs, and tales of old. Thor, ever the warrior, had to be constantly reminded by Loki to move gracefully. At one point, a particularly enthusiastic dance move nearly revealed Mjolnir, which was tucked away safely beneath the gown. Loki, seeing the near disaster, swiftly intervened, creating a diversion with a dazzling display of magic. 
as the night wore on, Thrym, increasingly eager to see his bride's face, leaned in to lift the veil for a kiss. Thor's eyes, though enhanced with coal, blazed with a fire that could melt ice. Just as Thrym was about to glimpse the face beneath, Loki cast a small spell, making the room appear blurry and distorted. The beauty of Freya, he announced dramatically, is such that it can only be revealed after the wedding, lest it blind us all with its brilliance. Thrym, though slightly disappointed, was even more intrigued. The night's events were a whirlwind of emotions, from humor to tension, all leading up to the moment where Mjolnir would be presented as a gift to bless the Union. The stage was set for the grand finale, a culmination of deception, bravery, and the unyielding spirit of the gods of Asgard. The grand hall of Thrym's palace was awash in a golden hue, the atmosphere thick with anticipation. The time had come for the wedding gift to be presented. Thrym, with a flourish and a grin, signaled for Mjolnir to be brought forth. The sacred hammer, bound in ornate ribbons, was slowly carried by two giants, its weight causing even them to strain. Placing it on Freya's lap, Thrym declared, With this gift our union is blessed, and the realms will witness the strength of our alliance. Little did he realize the irony of his words. The moment Mjolnir touched his lap, Thor felt a surge of power. The very essence of the hammer recognized its true master. Beneath the veil, Thor's eyes sparkled with a mix of joy and wrath. The room grew still, the silence echoing with a palpable tension. With a swift move, Thor threw off his veil, revealing his fiery, enraged face. The hall erupted in gasps and shouts. Thor, Thrym roared in disbelief, betrayal etched on his face. But Thor wasted no time. Grasping Mjolnir firmly, he rose, the power of the Thunder God fully awakened. Lightning crackled around him and the air grew thick with storm clouds. The giants caught off guard, stumbled back in sheer terror. Loki, with a smirk, stepped back, letting his brother take center stage. Seems the wedding is off, he quipped, readying himself for the skirmish. The ensuing battle was won for the ages, with every swing of Mjolnir, giants were sent flying. Thunder roared, 
Lightning illuminated the now darkened hall, casting eerie shadows. Thor, with his godly might, was a force of nature. Each blow was precise, his anger at the deception fueling his strength. Thrym, realizing the gravity of his mistake, tried to rally his giants, but the sight of their formidable leader being overpowered by a single god demoralized them. Loki, not one to be left out, weaved in and out of the chaos, using his magic and cunning to trip up and confuse the giants. As the battle raged on, the very foundations of Jotunheim shook. The might of Thor, combined with the power of Mjolnir, was unmatched. It wasn't long before the giants lay defeated, their grand hall in ruins. Thrym, battered and bruised, looked up at Thor, realization dawning on him. I underestimated you, he admitted, regret evident in his voice. Thor, panting but triumphant, replied, Never again deceive the gods of Asgard. With that final warning, he turned, Mjolnir in hand, with Loki trailing behind, their mission accomplished. The storm subsided, and as the two gods made their way back to Asgard, the tales of that fateful night in Jotunheim began to weave themselves. Tales of deception, bravery, and the unyielding might of the Thunder God. Asgard, the celestial realm, glistened in the twilight as Thor and Loki made their return. The Bifrost shimmered beneath their feet, marking their passage between realms. As they entered, a crowd of gods and goddesses awaited, anxiety evident on their faces. Seeing Mjolnir in Thor's grasp and the twinkle in Loki's eyes, a collective sigh of relief washed over the gathering. Odin, the Allfather, stepped forward, his one eye scrutinizing the pair. Well, he inquired, raising an eyebrow. Loki, ever the storyteller, launched into a vivid recounting of their adventure. As he detailed their ruse, Thor's feminine antics, and the ensuing chaos, peals of laughter echoed in the halls of Asgard. Even the stoic Odin cracked a smile. Freya, a smirk on her lips, teased. I must say, Thor, you did make quite the fetching bride. Thor, taking it in stride, replied with a chuckle. All in a day's work. 
As the evening wore on, the gods revealed the tale's success and the safe return of Mjolnir. Yet, amidst the laughter, a deeper reflection took place. Loki, the trickster, often unpredictable and self-serving, had once again proven indispensable. His dual nature, both an asset and a challenge, served as a reminder of the complex tapestry of the Norse pantheon. Odin, raising his goblet, declared, To the unpredictability of the gods, may we always find a way. A cheer resounded, glasses clinking in agreement. The story of Thor and Loki's deception in Jotunheim became legendary. A tale of humor, audacity, and resilience. And as these stars shone down on Asgard, the realm slept soundly, knowing that with gods like these, no challenge was insurmountable. I hope you have enjoyed this story, and it has brought you a night of peaceful, restful sleep. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams.